Christmas is coming. The snowflakes will be falling. It's the most wonderful time of year. So hang up your stockings, put the tinsel on the tree, because Christmas is coming, my dear. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special Christmas edition of Zippy the Wonder Snail, two Christian guys zipping through the news and culture that matter to you. I'm here with my co-host in Christmas jolliness, Jason. Hey, Jason, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Tim. What a wonderful time of the year and a wonderful time to be back on Zippy the Wonder Snail. Absolutely. There's nothing like a snail wearing a Santa hat. Touche, comrade. Touche. We have lots of joy and fun to share with all of you today. We have a loaded program because it's Christmas, and how can you not overload yourself with wonderful things to feast on at Christmas time? That is change I can believe in. Absolutely. I understand that you were trying to load up on delicious holiday pizza earlier today. That's right. I I found a gift card for our friends at Papa John's. Uh, and I must have forgot about it for a couple of years uh, because it was a $25 gift card. The unfortunate thing about the $25 gift card is it doesn't go as far as it used to. So one large pizza later, and there's about 50 cents left on that thing. So uh, maybe we could talk about inflation at a, on a different show, but good grief. I thought I could get at least a couple of pizzas out of that thing. Yeah, anyway, you slice it, that's unfortunate. Um, hopefully you'll find better feasting the rest of the holiday season. Indeed. We were just chatting before the show. We love to feast on Christmas movies this time of year, and uh, neither of us really like to feast on one of those movies that everyone seems to love. Do you want to reveal that movie, or do we fear our audience too much, comrade? I don't fear my audience, but I love to be confrontational, as the listeners already know. So let's bring it. Um, so my movie that I strongly dislike is A Christmas Story. Um, and this has become popular in the last few years because our friends at TNT will show it for 24 hours on Christmas. And I hate it, and I know it's wrong. I know it's from a memoir, a well-regarded memoir by the guy, I don't even remember the guy's name, John something. Uh, but it just it doesn't work for me. It's not funny. It's not heartwarming, at least to me. Maybe I'm missing something. Maybe I'm just a Scrooge, Tim. I'm no, just a well, Scrooge. Well, and I might be a Scrooge with you then because I, I, I watched it and I really couldn't figure out why I had. I'd, I'd so much rather rewatch Home Alone or National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation or, or well, really pretty much almost anything. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I'd rather watch Sharknado 4 with Tara Reid than watch that, but uh, that's uh, unfortunate. <laughs> so many people seem to love it, though. I feel like I... And, and then when so many people love it, you just feel like you're wrong. And yeah. then I'm like, no, I'm going to stick to my guns here. I'm sticking to my gun, and I don't like it. Bah humbug to the Christmas story. Yeah, if, if you're going to watch something that's supposed to be a comedy, I really just want to laugh, and, and I don't think I laugh other than sort of that nervous sort of I guess I should be laughing kind of laughter the whole time I watched it. So um, no offense to all of you that love it, but it really just didn't do anything for me. Well, I'm, I'm going to anger the rest of the audience too. It feels like it's the close encounters of the third kind of Christmas movie. So I don't like that movie either, but that's probably for another show. Yeah, well, you're trying to get back into the 80s though, I can see, uh, probably because you've been thinking about this little comedy sketch you sent. Oh, that's right. That's right. Uh, we love to laugh here at Zippy the Wonder Snail. So I found this you know, 12 minute video of the comedian Tig Nataro telling a, fu- a funny story about the pop singer Taylor Dane. So we're going to put that in the show notes. Uh, 
Christmas is Christmas, and that's lovely. But every once in a while, we just need a laugh about something random. Uh, and her delivery is great. I think that's what makes it so great uh, when Tig Nataro starts telling a story. So hopefully you can find it in the show notes, and you'll get a good chuckle or laugh out loud like I did this afternoon. So hope you enjoy that, listeners. Like I was famous in bar there for a second. Ah, yes, the good old days of famous in bar. I, I miss uh, having a local department store. Yeah, me too. Ah, yes, yeah. You you can kind of imagine that that mall piano player where you'd you'd be in a department store like that and the person was just playing away at Christmas time, can't you? Oh yes, indeed. I rolled by that guy plenty of times. He's right by the perfume counter usually. Yeah, Christmas music just takes us back, doesn't it? And and we wanted to talk about a Christmas album. Actually, today we gave it, I think both of us gave it its first listen that we'd had, at least, which is a new album from Nat King Cole. That's right. It was actually released in October, but not too long ago. Um, what's the title of that, Tim? It is A Sentimental Christmas with Nat King Cole and Friends Cole Classics Reimagined. How's that for a mouthful? It's a mouthful, and I don't think I'll remember all that, but hopefully we got it right the first time. And uh, what a joy it was, because Nat King Cole, obviously one of the greatest singers in the history of America, you know, right up there with Sinatra and Bing Crosby, uh, uh, at the end of the popularity of jazz, doing jazz in the 30s with his brothers and I think some cousins. Uh, And then he turned to traditional pop, and he had a great career in the 50s and 60s uh, before we lost him in 64 to cancer at the age of 45. So um, what a wonderful album to hear these Christmas classics from Nat again, but also with modern singers that help them out and, and turn a lot of these tunes into duets. And I was telling you before we went on the air, Oh Holy Night with a British singer named Callum Scott. Uh, I choked up at that. I nearly cried uh, listening to Oh Holy Night. Granted, it's Oh Holy Night. If you can't be moved by Oh Holy Night, maybe start over. Maybe just start Advent over and, and try again. Uh, but it was well sung by this brand new British artist, Callum Scott. Uh, he was on Brit- Britain's Got Talent in 2015, and then he released his debut album in 2018. And he was able to bring his power and his passion to the part of the song that he was left. And of course, the gravitas of Nat King Cole doesn't hurt any singer. So, uh, and you'll get some other guest stars on there. Uh, Gloria Stefan makes an appearance uh, right before the end of the album. That's lovely as well. And then it closes with John Legend. And you can't go wrong with John Legend. And I think you were mentioning a part uh, sort of right at the beginning where we get Nat King Cole along with Johnny Mathis, another very famous singer who's still with us. Yeah, it, it struck me. It opens with Deck the Hall slash Joy to the World. Uh, you have a, a nice little medley put together there, and it's a duet between Cole and Mathis that they, they worked out. And it, it just felt like Christmas in a single song because Cole, of course, dominates the, the Christmas replays that we hear every single year. Rightly so. I mean, he's so present. And Mathis is another one of those voices that long after sort of his presence in, in general pop music has waned, every year you can count on him showing right back up at Christmas. And, and so you hear both of those voices, those voices that we treasure listening to every Christmas singing together, and it struck me right away, very first track, they had done such a tasteful, wonderful job of, of taking this music that Cole had done so beautifully and remixing it with these duets 
in a way that felt very respectful and beautiful and, and not just like some kind of cheap commercial way to, to repackage the music, but something really beautiful in its own right. Right. I agree completely. And I don't do star rating when I review an album for Open for Business or here on Zippy the Wonder Snail. But if I did, it would receive the highest one that I could find. I just, it was a wonderful 35 minutes that I spent this afternoon listening to the record. So what a joy that was. And Johnny Meth is still with us and he's still touring. He still has a lovely voice. So Absolutely. Just to hear him again uh, is not going to hurt anybody. And to hear the other singers too, uh, along with Nat King Cole, which we, we don't, praise enough you know we sinatra has his fans, and bing will always have his fans and rightly so but i think nat king cole is that guy that's sort of forgotten about and we shouldn't we shouldn't and and we should even i would say let's give that his due when it's not christmas time uh that reminded reminded me a little bit of that listening to the record there's a couple of non-christmas tracks on there um what a great singer he was and what a great collection of recordings that he left us in so short a life absolutely so, check it out. so good and, and notably too I, this struck me i thought when they remastered it they did a really beautiful job you're taking recordings that are what 50 something years old at least and bringing in new instrumentation and these these different talented singers to sing alongside cole and it all feels very organic and the orchestrations are lush and alive. I, I was listening just with my, my simple little stereo speakers, but I turned it up and, and I felt surrounded by the orchestra. Actually, if you listen to it in a system that's capable of, of doing it, it's, it's been mastered in Dolby Atmos, so it can give you the surround experience. But just beautiful, beautiful work. Um, it, it's a, I think anyone that's looking for something over Christmas to listen to, and if you're, certainly if you're like me, and, and a lot of times it seems like you, you turn on the radio and you hear the exact same, what, 10, 13 songs over and over again. This felt like a, a breath of fresh air, and it's beautiful, and I, I hope it ends up in the radio mix because it, it's just as worthy as anything else from Cole. Um, just a wonderful album. Yeah, another noted singer said, I don't want a lot christmas but if you want to give yourself a christmas gift go ahead and pick up this record it will not disappoint you absolutely well we will link to it in the show notes if you want to check it out and you didn't catch that entire very long title it really will not disappoint you Make a lot of memories at Christmas by traveling to see friends and family and sharing wonderful moments together. And as we do that, oftentimes we have to worry about what the weather is going to do. And, and this year has been no exception, except not quite in the way we normally expect. Normally we expect the weather to be frightful this time of year with snow and ice. And I, I remember not that many Christmases ago, I was supposed to get together with some friends right before Christmas. And I found myself crawling across my driveway because of the ice. I could not stand up. It was so slick. So you never know what's coming. This year, it seems like we have all kinds of severe weather, uh, more summer-like weather. But whatever it might be, it's good to know what the weather is as you travel over the river and through the woods this Christmas season. And you can do that without ads and without being tracked by visiting faithtree.com weather, our sponsor for the show today. I encourage you to do that every single day. You can get weather around the world, get a 10-day forecast, get hourly forecasts, and even see a scripture that relates to the weather you look up. It's always good to know what the weather is as you make Christmas memories this season. 
Well, and speaking of Christmas memories, him. Our colleague Dennis E. Powell wrote about Christmas memories in the last week, so uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? We uh, have actually had a series of columns from Dennis recounting Christmas Pass, um, and if you haven't had a chance yet to, to read those and open for business, I encourage you to go into our The View from Mudsock Heights archive and check out what Dennis has been writing. He shares memories from his childhood and throughout life, normal everyday Christmas experiences and as he described what it was like with everyone gathering around and celebrating and and just the specialness of the simple parts of of our Christmas celebrations. I didn't necessarily have the exact same experiences he did but it just reminded me of my own treasured Christmas experiences, those those simple memories that we share that um, whether it's the, the meals or, or, you know, the, the annual holiday observances, like he talks about the town gathering together for a special time with Santa coming and, and so on. Just those wonderful things that we share and, and treasure all our lives. And, and uh, it was just a great trip down memory lane. I, I really found it just a, a great way to, to think about Christmas. And in, in these years where it feels like so much has been disrupted, and, and I think for many of us too, you look back and at the, the loss of loved ones and, and the people we aren't sharing Christmas with any longer. And to, to just remember the warmth of those wonderful times together. Uh, it's, it's a wonderful part of what we treasure every year at this time. I think one of the interesting things about Christmas memories is that often we uh, get down on ourselves because we say that we need to keep Christ in Christmas, and we do. There's much that can pull us away from from focusing on Christ and knowing that he came for us to live and to die for us. But the goodness of Christ and the mercy of Christ is that he, is, he has infused so much of daily living with his peace and his justice that he came to bring that we can still enjoy these little things. You know, we can enjoy the holiday meal we can enjoy the pies and the hams and the gathering together and the, the playing carol and, and all those things. Those things, even if they're not directly preaching about Jesus, it, it so firmly seems as though Jesus is in those things. And he's giving us those good things to remind us that he really does love us and that God wants the best for us, you know. And there is there is a time for mercy and a time for rest and a time for comfort, even when there's challenge and even when we know there's suffering around the next corner. This is often a time of, of peace and gathering together. And we don't always have to be so uh, didactic about keeping Christ in Christmas. A lot of the things, a lot of the ways that we can keep Christ in Christmas is just uh, sharing the goodness of our lives together with one another and opening our heart to each other and sharing our good gifts with each other. So that that's those were some of the things that Dennis reminded me is Things that don't seem explicitly religious, they're actually good gifts from Jesus in this time. You're reminding me of actually a discussion that we had in the the last episode talking about some of the interactions Jesus had with the Pharisees. And and one of the the things they'd criticize him for is his disciples got together with people and they had feasts. They weren't always fasting and solemn. And and yet, for some reason, somehow when we want to keep Christ in Christmas, it almost feels like we feel like we need to be solemn and almost treat one of the most joyful times in the church here as a fast. Um, and yet when we gather at Christmas and we we celebrate, I really believe that if the first Christmas had been celebrated, the first observance of Christmas, I should say, had been celebrated during biblical times, Jesus would have been right there in the feast uh, because he does give us these things. These are gifts from him, like you said, the hams and the the pies and so on. And and there's absolutely nothing wrong with having joy as we celebrate the most joyful thing that could ever happen in the universe. 
Well, and the thing is, we can have both, right? Because as Advent, this may lead us into our next segment a little bit, but um, Advent is a you know a minor penitential sort of season for preparation. Right. Um, but after Christmas, we're going to talk about this a little bit more. After Christmas, it goes on. It's not just one day. So there's a lot of joy in the Christmas season, and there's a lot of waiting in the season right before that. So there's both. You know, what a, what a joy it must have been, and we're getting into our scripture part a little early. What a joy it must have been when you've been waiting and waiting for the consolation of Israel like Anna did before the temple each day, and she was 84 years old, and then she got to proclaim the coming of the Messiah, and she saw him. And then they presented him in the temple, uh, and, and Simeon uh, proclaimed him. He would cause the rising and the falling of many in Israel. So uh, there's just so many aspects. And what what joy you would have felt, you know, if you were waiting all that time, and then finally the Messiah is here. And so we should have that same joy. If it's Christmas time, if Jesus is here, if it's time to celebrate that, then let's celebrate it. We have plenty of things during the rest of the year that where we can be appropriately somber. You know, all the challenges that we have. We're, we're given a special season to celebrate the coming of our Savior. Uh, hey, don't waste it. We always say don't waste your suffering, but don't waste your joy either. So that would be, that'd be a word I have for the listeners tonight. Sometimes we kind of, because we don't actually take time to, to solemnly reflect and to spend time in repentance and so on, it almost feels like we can't get to the other side of it either, doesn't it? It feels like instead of having some really reflective times and then some really joyful times, we all, we kind of just flatten it out and have a lot of average times, um, maybe. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit like that. We've got our, we've got our state assigned, uh, materials from the Politburo and just, you know, we don't, we don't seek for anything better. Uh, but, but in Christ, we can, we can seek for better, you know? Absolutely. Uh, there, there is abundant. He said, I have come that you may have life and have it abundantly. And this is the time. You know, the Christmas season is the time for the abundant life, if anything is. So uh, let's be that. Uh, there I go preaching again. You're the preacher and here I go. Oh, you always pre- preach good things. Uh Sort of going back to where we started on this, I, I think one of the things I love about reading about people's Christmas memories, especially someone like Dennis, who who brings it so vividly to life for us, is I, I think when we reflect on how Christmas was as we grew up and how inevitably, maybe partially, it's it's our own minds filtering what happened, but also the time before there are all the normal stresses that accumulate in life to an extent, and you think about what it was like as a kid and the anticipation and the excitement, uh, it, it reminds us. I think somewhat of that joy and reminds us to, that we we need to recapture that and especially too when sadnesses do accumulate uh, people that used to warm the table fellowship on Christmas night that are no longer with us and we and t- we wait longingly for the day that Christ will bring the dead back to life and we we again enjoy fellowship with them but we wait um, it, it can take that away and yet that Christmas joy that is described there and that hopefully our listeners experienced at some point at least in their lives is something worth us actually striving for and, and holding on to so that when the world looks at, at us those of us who who claim Jesus as our savior I sure hope that when they look at the way that we celebrate Christmas it's something that warms their heart as much as reading someone like Dennis writing about Christmas memories warms mine that they say oh wow there's people who really have the joy of Christmas that we're we're the the who's of whoville to the world. Yeah, and I want to make one more mention along these lines. 
I had the opportunity, I may have mentioned this in the last show, but I was able to read uh, via Audible, I guess I should put that in quotes, but I was able to read um, uh, uh, Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol, mm, and it was yes. performed by the great English actor Tim Curry, um, and what a joy that is. Uh, what a great production that is. It's only about three hours long when you listen to it, uh, and this great Hollywood actor that many of us have known for quite a while. He's had some health issues lately, but he recorded it a few years back, and what a wonderful joy it is and i remember uh reading that a lot of critics didn't like it because it wasn't christian enough but as i listened to it this is exactly what we're talking about in this segment is is that jesus is able to suffuse everything good with the joy of his coming and the joy of his resurrection um and that's what you feel when you listen to the story when scrooge finally turns around because he sees what life would be like a if he wasn't there and then b when he is there and what it could be when he's when he's fully present and and spreading joy and spreading love then you know it's a powerful testimony to jesus because really only God in Christ can can change somebody that doesn't care about Christmas and doesn't care about others into somebody that does. It doesn't get enough credit for how Christian it is. And Dickens, because he has so many other stories that are kind of dark, and there's some tough parts to, to A Christmas Carol, but it is very Christian, and it's worth a listen. The Audible recording performed by Tim Curry, a great actor. I listened to it recently, and it was a great joy and a great encouragement to me. So I'll leave you with that. Christmas joy found in many different places. Dennis started us off, and then our our friends from Hollywood and elsewhere finish it off. So. Christmas, my true love gave to me a partridge in a pear tree. On the second day of Christmas, my true love gave to me two turtle doves and a partridge in a pear tree. The third day of Christmas, my true love gave to me three French hands, two turtles, and a partridge. That's pretty much what most people think of when they think of 12 Days of Christmas, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. And it's a song. I think it's a song that sometimes annoys a lot of us because we know all the words. and It's a big family thing to sing the 12 Days of Christmas. But really, it's deeper than that, isn't it, Tim? Yeah, 12 Days of Christmas is so much more significant. Maybe this is a little bit of the realm where over the years we've become unmoored from the traditional church calendar. Um, because one of the, the beautiful things about the liturgical calendar is that it does set aside times like you were alluding to in the last section times for penitence and reflection like we have in advent times for joy like we have at christmas time and it actually encourages us to spend time in all those things and the 12 days of christmas a lot of people think it's the 12 days before christmas it's not it's the 12 days starting with christmas day and leading up towards epiphany the traditional coming of the wise men it's a time to celebrate a time to to reflect on what Jesus has done by coming into the world and to have joy. To me, one of the wonderful things about it is that whether we're actually keeping Advent in the way it was intended or not, most people, no matter how excited they are for the Christmas season, get so wrapped up in, in shopping for gifts and getting things prepared and cooking meals and inviting people and sending cards and, and everything else that, that happens in the lead up to Christmas that it sort of feels like there's this just mad blurring rush towards this day. And we put all this weight on this one day of the year that somehow is going to, to make up for all this time that we've been preparing 
and then the day happens and everyone's exhausted and the next day I remember growing up this is not the happiest of Christmas memories I remember getting out of bed the day after Christmas every year and my neighbor before I'd even get out of bed would have taken the tree all the ornaments off their tree and I'd see the rejected old Christmas tree laying on the side of their house out the front window it was just so sad to me it was like oh you know uh, we're done with this. It's over. Time to move on to what new you, new year kind of stuff. And it's so sad because with 12 Days of Christmas, it encourages us to take that time that, incidentally, many of us have off and many of us are moving a little bit more slowly in between Christmas and New Year's and just slightly beyond New Year's. Take that time and use it to really soak in the joy of Christmas. So I know one of the reasons I wanted us to talk about this tonight is just my plea to people is observe the 12 days of Christmas. I I think if you do it once or twice, it will really improve in in wonderful ways your Christmas season because it just encourages us not to place it all in one day, but to really take time to celebrate the most monumentous thing that we can imagine, which is God coming into the world. Yeah, that's right. And and when it's stretched out like that, then you know, it gives us an opportunity to pause and to take it all in and not just, okay, we did that. Talk about going through the motions. We always say as Christians, we don't want to go through the motions. Well, we have plenty of days to not do that, to take things slow, to contemplate Jesus in all his different aspects. And what a great gift that is, even if we have to practice doing it well, you know, over and over. So this is your official content warning. This is your official Santa content warning for those with small children who still believe in Santa Claus. I'm going to tell you about one of my funny memories of Christmas. Please do. We would always, my mother used to deliver packages for our friends at UPS. And so they would get overloaded. And and like all the, the package companies, they get overloaded at Christmas and they've got more, more packages than they do drivers. And the planes are filled up and the trucks are filled up and everything. So ordinary people that work for the company, they got to put stuff in their cars and they got to deliver packages too. So that's what we would do. We would be like, okay, we're going to all pile in the car. We're going to drive around and we're going to deliver these packages. And while we're gone, mom used to say this. She would say, while we're gone, Santa's going to come to our house while we're out delivering these packages to these other people. And so we would get so excited. Me and my brother were getting ready to leave Christmas Eve night. And she would say, she would say, okay, now boys, hold on. I got to go back inside. I forgot something. Again, If you know my mother at all, this is totally natural. My mom forgets stuff without even trying. We're like, yeah, totally natural. She'll spend the next half hour in the house. We don't know what she's doing. She's looking around for whatever and whatnot. And she was playing Santa that whole half hour when she pretended to be looking for something. She pretended to be looking for something that she lost. Again, not a shock for this family, and she was playing Santa at our house. Hmm. We didn't know the, the magic of Christmas in that regard lived on for way too long because mom forgetting stuff is not news. <laughs> and, you know, on the one hand, I was sad when I figured it out. On the other hand, it was hilarious. So, because <laughs> it's like, she could have pulled that off for 30 more years. We wouldn't know. Of course she forgot stuff. So. <laughs> I don't know, but I love being a part of, you know, the other great part of that is being a part of making sure everyone else got their gift, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What a joy that is to be kind of drafted into United Parcel Service and their delivery of gifts to other Americans. Playing a little bit of Santa yourself. We'd go out and look at Christmas lights on houses until we fell asleep. We we're just little, little tykes, you know? Um, love that stuff from when we were so small. Mm, what what a wonderful memory. Christmas is such a great time for, for making memories. And, and like you'd said earlier, even the memories that aren't overtly religious, I, I think testify to 
the ultimate significance of the Christmas season, at least for us believers, because we're doing all these things, but we're doing them just to make it a bigger celebration. And it's like, you know, when, when, when one of my family members is having a birthday and I, I you know, find balloons and, and gifts and, and you make a cake and you do all this stuff and you do it because you, you love that person. You want it to be a joyful celebration. In some ways, that's really what we're doing too. I think at its best. At times we our hearts get completely off course, but but when we're bringing joy to each other, it can really just be that giant birthday celebration, so to speak. Yeah, and sometimes you know we get this question in our heads, like why do we do the same things over and over again? We celebrate Christmas every year, maybe we celebrate Advent every year, maybe we celebrate Lent every year. Why are we doing these things if it was already done once and it's something that God did? And it was something a pastor said a long time ago. Said if you love your wife, you don't tell her just once, mm. <laughs> and it was a good way to just a reminder, like even if you do a thing that you've done a hundred times before, and and even if it's commemorating a past event. Like an anniversary does the same thing. We celebrate anniversaries all the time. You married people out there celebrate anniversaries all the time and anniversaries for other stuff. Uh, just because it comes around again and again doesn't mean we don't do it because there's new joy every time. You know, Absolutely. there's new joy every time that we say, I love you. There's new joy every time we say, this is our thing. You know, this is what we do together. These are the memories that we share together. And God is like that. God has been like that from the beginning in his dealings with his people. So we should be like that as well, even though sometimes it's difficult to find the new in the old, but we should still try as as we're given the grace to do so. Absolutely. And and it, for those of you listening that haven't actually intentionally gone through the 12 days of Christmas, and maybe maybe you let Christmas pour over into the 26th or the 27th, maybe not. One of the ways you can do that is to actually intentionally follow the 12 days of Christmas and consider even wishing people Merry Christmas and inviting your friends and family into the 12 days of Christmas. Make it a thing. It's an opportunity for more of those wonderful memories. It's time to, to reflect on what God is doing. It's a time just to to really capture this season. I really think it will mean so much to you. One one thing I, I, I've done over the last few years, because I, I love getting to do this, has been to come up with a 12 Days of Christmas devotional booklet each year, just to look at some aspect of what Christmas does and then use those 12 days to, to fan it out and look at the implications of it. I'm going to do that again this Christmas, and, and certainly if you want in the show notes, I'll have a link to where you can download that booklet on Christmas Day. But whether you use the booklet I put together or there's a bunch of other resources you, you can find online, find some way to to observe the 12 days of Christmas and multiply the time to celebrate the coming of the Savior and all just the wonderful family times we share together at Christmas time. Boy, howdy, listeners. This man is talented. He's doing devotionals every year, the 12 days of Christmas. He's doing faith tree things all over the place. Wow. Uh, Tim Butler, you know, if it wasn't for his bad puns, we would have nothing to criticize him for. (laughs) Luckily, there's that one thing. Uh, I don't know if I deserve that, but thank you, comrade. People don't realize how talented you are, and I, of course, drag you into a lot of these uh, endeavors uh, right along with me, and and you do amazing things with them. Yes, I get dragooned, and I'm getting dragooned again, but it's the Christmas season, so there will be no complaining. Yes, yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs>
we need to talk about another one of those ways that I'm going to drag you in. Yes, it's a Christmas adventure. It's always great when we get to reflect on God's Word together and some of the things that Jason's been doing with me and what we're going to talk about immediately after this sponsor break are featured on Faith Tree Grow. Faith Tree Grow has devotionals, sermons, and other things to encourage you in your Christian walk and just getting through life as we find ourselves sometimes muddling through. It's meant to help you through that throughout every single week of the year. Right now it's chock full of Christmassy things, and I hope you'll check it out. Faith Tree Grow at grow.faithtree.com. You'll find stuff that I'm doing there, but you'll also find stuff that Jason's doing there. And we're about to have a special guest, and you'll hear from him as well over there. So check out Faith Tree Grow. Jason, just before the break, we had our second sponsor, which was Faith Tree Grow. We talked about how there are all kinds of wonderful devotional opportunities on there, and there's one coming up in the new year that you and I wanted to talk about, and we're going to bring on a special guest to talk about it. Yeah, we're honored to have our friend and good Bible teacher Jim Krenning on to talk about things. What are we talking about, Tim? Things! Um, we're talking about our new um, devotional we're going to have this coming year. It's gonna, we're going to go through the whole book of Psalms, and we're going to um, divide up in different chapters, and it's to encourage us to maybe, you know, through this time of, of, of a lot of things going on and, and all that, we always need something to rejoice for and be happy in, and singing songs and, and, in your heart always helps out. So we're going to do a devotional through the whole book of Psalms in one year. Oh, How's man, that? that's really some impressive stuff. It, it it is. It's um getting um, it's a lot of stuff and it's a lot of chapters. But I think it's good time for us to um just to meditate on God's word a little bit and read you know a few chapters a, a week, which isn't very many. Some of them are long, some of them are short. But just to kind of um sit back and see what type of response you get from meditating on His words and and thinking about God and and, and His Holy Spirit and and maybe just might be able to sing a little song or psalm in your heart throughout the week to bring you some joy. We all need joy and happiness, don't we? Yeah, I am so excited about this. And and to give everybody a little bit of backstory on it, because I know Jim isn't going to give himself this much credit, but uh, Jim and I have been collaborating on devotionals this past year. Uh, it actually it starts all the way back in April 2020, uh, the church plant that he and I are both involved in. I'd been doing some live streaming sermons on Monday nights, and then we started having the men's Bible study that he and Jason are both in, and uh, other ministry opportunities. And so I started doing some weekend announcements. Uh, we called it This Week at Little Hills. And being I, I'm a pastor, you, you know, you can't take the preacher out of anything. And so if I'm going to do an announcement, then I might as well do a devotional thought too. And so This Week at Little Hills would be Here's what's coming up this week in ministry, and here's a little bit of scriptural encouragement. And that's how it sort of went. And then Melanie, who's going to be also helping us out, she's the worship leader at Little Hills. Um, she was doing a few of the little devotional thoughts and announcement series in, in that. And then Jim got involved with our first ever Advent wreath lighting back in December 2020, lit the very first Advent candle for Little Hills. And so, 
We uh, started collaborating more in this past year. We've been going through 52 books of the Bible in 52 weeks, looking at just 52 verses from it, and and sort of just trying to give everybody a taste of the Bible and, and surveying it over the course of a year. And we started talking about, well, what are we going to do in 2022? And Jim said, well, let's go through the Psalms. And then, Jim, you also came up with a wonderful title for it. You want to share the title for this series? I'm just really excited about it. Now, it has to do, so back in the days, they always sang all the, all the, all the, um, the, these Psalms and songs in, in the temple and, and, and all the Jewish people knew it. And it was, um, we were just singing the joy of the Lord in our heart. Maybe we might make it a mystery about the title. Hey, wait and see. How's that uh, for you? I'm going to keep it a secret. I was going to spill the beans, but not tonight. Maybe sometime <laughs> later. Oh, that's, that's how you do your guest, I see. <laughs> no enjoyment here. There's all my respect. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to keep that title a secret. Now, I might even wait a little longer just because of that. <laughs> just think what kind of name would you do when you, know, when, you know, when you try to do something like that. So I think it's, um, I think it'd be a very good encouraging, um, time because we need that. We got a lot of trials and, and stuff that comes our way and, and just, and where else everybody always talks about going to the Psalms for comfort. You know, even, even David did that and sang a lot of songs and, a lot of times you'll notice in your life too, you do sing songs because in, um, there's always that constant flow of, it, there's no chaos in music. There's always a beat, there's a rhythm. And a lot of times, and a lot of times you'll, you'll see that in a lot of songs with the poetry and all that. And with some of the, the good word that's in there, there's that rhythm and it's, it is always the same. It's not words all over the place, you know, jumping from here to there. You got that constant beat, constant knowing what's coming up and, and that always brings comfort to us. It's a, lot, a lot of times people like just to meditate on soft music or, or music that has, you know, a nice, nice steady beat or nice steady flow, rhythm, and it just brings joy to us. Don't you guys have favorite songs that come to your minds too? It's got a little good beat and a little rhythm and keeps you going. And yeah, I mean, my, uh, I was thinking of the Psalms in particular. I have a favorite Psalm. Have I told you? What that is, Tim and Jim? No, I don't think uh, so. Why don't you share that with us? Mine is uh, mine is Psalm seventy three. So and what is that? It's a Psalm of Asaph. Uh, I'm pretty sure, and uh, it's all talking about the the general thrust of it is okay. The bad people are always getting ahead, you know, and the good people are the ones suffering all the business. There's all this complaining, you know. It's complaining and complaining and complaining. And then you get to the end of it, and he says, But I saw their destiny when I came into the sanctuary of the Lord. And it always, it always brings you back because, you know, there's, there's parts where you look at the Psalms, and 73 is no exception, where it looks like he's complaining. And it's like, this is not the most spiritual thought that I've ever seen. Um, but we can resonate with that too, right? We experience things, and things seem rough, and we, we're complaining and we're groaning at God and then he shows us something of himself and then we're like, Oh, okay. I could I can set this complaining aside or I could, you know, endure with it and not make it the focus of everything because now I've seen who the Lord is in his majesty. Amen. Um, 
But I think that's one of the great things about the Psalms is like you experience um, all the feelings that we experience as mm-hmm. human beings, and then you still get to focus on the Lord and His goodness. Yep. But I've stolen a bunch of Jim's thunder, so I'm going to show Oh, up. no, you're not. No, I don't need all. No, it's not all about me, man. It's about the group and, and the people that we like to invite to, um, to, to you know, listen later on as we get all this. All the um, Tim's really good at putting all the stuff together and all the fine details and all the technical stuff, and then get together as a group because it's not all we're not all about our individual stuff. And you're right about I was thinking while you're talking about everybody, it's easy to put someone down than it is to lift them up because of our, our nature is easy for us to be negative and we need positive things and nothing positive than, than resting your thought and your, and your life into the word of God. To where um it will you'll get the joy of the Lord is my salvation the joy of the Lord is my is my hope you know and, yeah, and, where, and, and where and where can we find the hope but nothing but Jesus Christ you know we don't need another book or another this or or any other things that bring us you know the Christ but here we are you know um that's a good psalm there I was just reading it while you were talking about it. it's really cool. It really is. You know, and this is what I love about the Psalms. For a long time, actually, I wasn't particularly enthusiastic about the Psalms, and it was just at some point in my life they clicked and they made sense. And I, I think the the way that they do pull together the everyday troubles and toils of life with the confidence of who God is helps so much to get through life. I'm struck with where we'll be starting the very first week of January. We'll start at the very beginning. And if you think about what Psalm 1, 1 to 2 says, it says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. And what what the Psalms encourage us to do is to take all those things that we complain about and struggle with, and to bring them before God's word and his wisdom and his presence, and not the things that we normally do. We go and we rush to those who like to scoff, or those who are angry and shout loudly in, in our culture, or, or whatever it may be. And, and that's where I'm excited that we're going to be inviting anyone that wants to, to join in this conversation. I like how you were talking about that, Jim, about being a community together. We're going to have that those opportunities where people can listen to these video devotionals we'll be doing each week. But throughout the week as we're reading through the Psalms together, there'll be opportunity to share what's impacting them on it, ask questions if anyone has any questions on it, to just kind of share in the Psalms together, just like as people would have been traveling to go worship God at the temple and they were singing these Psalms Amen. together, they yep. would have been enjoying it together as a community. That's what we want to do. And so... I'm excited to invite our listeners here on Zippy and others that anyone might know to to join in and take part in this. Amen. That's right. You know, um, I'm going to share one of my favorites. Is Psalms 46 is a familiar one. Um, God is my God is our refuge and strength, the very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam through the mountains tremble at its swelling. You know, when everything seems to be pulling us in and pulling us away from stuff and and we feel isolated, we know that we have a um, a God who's stronger than that, who actually created everything to where we could be more strong and trust in him because he is our refuge and, and the present help of, of 
of, of the strength that we need. And we've got to learn how to depend upon him. And what's more than, than that, than be able to rest your thoughts on, on Christ when you Amen. need that. And I've experienced that a lot of times too, when we get frustrated and aggravated and, and get enticed and all these people complaining and arguing, it's easy for us to dive in it because it's easy to pull things down than it is to raise things up. That's why we need Christ who's perfect and in, in everything and brings us up in life. Amen. So it's easy it's easier said than done, isn't it guys? But but, but that's <laughs> why you have that's why you need a community of people or a bunch of people that, that you could uh, hey, you know, you could write in I'm I'm having struggles with this or this psalm's really encouraged me and it might help someone else. Hey, yeah, encourage me also. And it's amazing how how the Bible is just not just for one person, but it's for all. Amen. We are out of time for this episode, but I am so glad that we got to talk about this. And as we approach Christmas and we think about the gift that we celebrate on Christmas of God coming into the world, being there with us, showing us himself, one of the best things we can do in in response to that as we look into the new year and think about what we can do with this upcoming year and the gift of another year that God gives us is to think about how can we be more in God's presence in that year. And I really hope that everyone listening will take part as we go through this journey through the Psalms. I think it's going to be great. Amen. Jim, thank you for joining us. I, I hope you can join us again. Well, thank you guys for the invitation. It was my pleasure. And um. Good luck to all you guys out there, and then um, looking forward to um, hearing from everybody. The first would be a great New Year's rev- resolution to start. Absolutely. You know? All righty. Thank you, guys. Thank you, all later. I bo- hope you both have a very Merry Christmas, and for all of our listeners, I hope that you also have a very Merry Christmas. Let me remind you that if you have not already subscribed to Zippy on your favorite podcasting app, we are on all the apps. You should subscribe, whether it's on Apple Music, Amazon Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your finer podcasts, we're there. You can also check us out at zippythewondersnail.com. Until next time, we cannot wait to join you once again. Thank you for joining us and being with us on this special pre-Christmas edition of Zippy the Wondersnail. We will see you again in the new year. Mm-hmm.